up everyone welcome back to another episode of fingers crossed we are throwing it back actually because sierra and i are sadly back to our well not sadly because it's still you know our joy podcast but sadly that we're not recording in person anymore yeah we're back to having two audio tracks yeah yep we are um on facetime right now i can only see half of sierra's face for some reason See, we're back to having these little technical difficulties that just get in our way. But anyway. So, in honor of my mom's birthday today. The happy da- the day birthday, Yvonne. Wow, now you're the one singing. I'm shocked. <laughs> the roles have reversed. Who are you and what have you done with Christy? <laughs> happy birthday, Mama. We are super stoked to be back with you for another episode this Tuesday. We are doing a little bit of a chill episode today. Just kind of a fun, get to know us a little bit more Um, We've been doing a lot of, you know, listener stories and kind of more topical episodes, so we thought it'd be nice to do a little mix-up. So, we're doing a Q&A today, folks. We asked you guys, our wonderful listeners, for all the things you want to know about myself, about Christy, about us together, our friendship. We got a lot of fun questions. We got a wide variety of questions. We did, ranging from, like, the deep, like, dark depths of our soul all the way to thoughts on eggnog so (laughs) so stay tuned if you really want to find out our thoughts on eggnog unfiltered unedited thoughts on eggnog stay tuned so yes we have those among other things so get stoked people but before that you know what it is the lemon time that would have been a perfect yeah see our (laughs) we're still lacking this is episode 18 and we're still lacking a lemon jingle so I you know what? Say Sometime we should... in like episode fifty, we're just gonna surprise everyone with this like brilliant lemon jingle. It's not gonna like... take that long. I could say we could do it by twenty five. That's a good goal. Yeah. We're both twenty five years old. Let's make it a lemon jingle by twenty five. Anyway, so lemons of the week, folks. I guess my lemon this week is pretty much just. Uh, I kind of already said it, but I had to say goodbye to my best friends who live in Los Angeles, and I had to leave. And I'm back with my family in Oregon right now. Um, a lot of people were wondering what I was going to do, if I was going to go back to New York, or what the plan was. But yes, I'm coming back to, well, I'm already here. I've been here for days now. And I'm back in Oregon because I realized that it just didn't make sense to be flying all the way back to New York. And because, like, the holidays are coming up, and now that it's colder, you know, it's like cases of COVID are ramping up. So to me, it just made the most sense. I was already on the West Coast. So just come straight home and then quarantine here and um, spend time with my family. So I think I'm going to stay here through the holidays and then go back to New York in the new year. But that's my lemon. It's just my, you know, time in LA, getting to hang out with my best friends all the time came to a close. But it was wonderful while it lasted. So don't cry. Yeah, before. It was. <laughs> What's that quote? Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. <laughs> exactly. No, I I was really glad you came and I... We all knew it would come to an end because, you know, life can't be on pause forever. Like, your career goals aren't here. And, like, also, you know, the amount of time Sophie and I were spending with you is because both of us were unemployed. Like, you know, realizing this. Yeah, furloughed. um, This time is not forever, you know. So Yeah, and it should not be forever. (laughs) No, like, I mean, I don't want to just be a person that, like, sleeps until 11 a.m. and doesn't work the rest of my life. Like, I mean, it's a very temporary thing. Right. But the time that we did have, I really enjoyed it. And we had some great memories made. So I definitely agree. I think it was definitely much needed for all of us, too. Because, again, like, we probably are never going to get the chance to spend that much time together while we live so far apart. So I'm glad that we had that. And that's the lemonade, is that we were lucky enough to be able to do that anyway. And I had a sister who needed to fill an apartment there anyway. So it just worked out and it was great while it lasted. But sadly, I would it is quite serendipitous, I would say. Yes, exactly. So what's your lemon this week? Um, my lemon is that, uh, remember like a few episodes ago, I talked about how my lemon was. I needed to get some expensive stuff done on my car. And I feel like, like you have the longest term lemons. Like Sierra's like, I do. do you remember part 15 of my lemon from uh, March 2016? Well, actually, well, I have an update. <laughs> sometimes these things have updates or things will plague me as a lemon before I've truly dealt with them. They'll just be like on the lemon table and then I will deal with them later. And then they really become the lemon because I deal with actually dealing with them the if lemons that makes continue sense. ripening until they finally it, just explode 
Exactly. So, um, but I had mentioned a few episodes ago that I needed to get some maintenance work done on my car and it was going to be expensive and I got it done and it was $575. Expensive um, dollars. Which I mean, I realize in as far as car maintenance goes is like not astronomical, but like while I'm not working and depending on like government insurance, it's like, it's a lot of money that I could have been saving. So... But, you know, that's what savings are for. And uh, it's, it's worth be it because it's got to, you know, I'm, I'm investing in my car's longevity, which is super important because I don't want it to, like, break down on the freeway in two years because I've never gotten it serviced. You know what I mean? So, um, but the lemonade, I mean, the lemon was just, like, spending that much money at once and being like, ugh, blah, I should just, like, not do this. But it kind of goes it. back to our independence episode last week talking about the uh, quote-unquote adulting things where it's like you yes. have to just bite the bullet and do the things. And yeah. it sucks, but you have to rip the Band-Aid and know that you are preventing further issues. And what is it? An ounce of, what'd you say? Uh, An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah, there you go. Codes for car maintenance, too. But as far as my fingers crossed for next week, um, next week is Thanksgiving. So, what? yay. It is? No, it's not. Isn't it? No, it's two weeks. Oh. Well, it's a little less than two weeks from now. Well, assuming this comes out on Oh, that's true. Tuesday, that's true. Next week is Thanksgiving. Okay, but... wow. That's crazy. Okay, yeah. We have a lot to be thankful for. My fingers crossed for next week is this is kind of a generic one, but I um well, this kind of already happened, but I saw the first snow of the year and we're supposed to get a lot more snow <gasps> in the next few days here Magical. in Bend. I know it's so pretty, especially like when you're inside and warm by the fire and drinking your coffee and you get to like look at the snow out the window and you're not soaking wet and cold in it. Not that I yes. am opposed to being outside in the snow, but there's something special about observing it while not actually feeling its effects. <laughs> no, while being cozy and warm. Is yeah. it, or when you can like go out on the patio and like experience it for a moment right. and then get just cold enough that it's wonderful to come back inside. Exactly. So I also don't really have, I'm not that well equipped for it because when I uh, packed to come to the West Coast in the first place. It was initially just for a short term month or two in LA and LA definitely does not have snow. So I didn't really bring clothes for that or many long sleeve warm things at all. So um, I bought a pair of boots today because all I have are tennis shoes and um, gonna rent some warm clothes from Newly and just get ready for nice. the cold season. But I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun and uh, get me in the holiday spirit. So this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh, and HelloFresh is an amazing and fun meal kit prep delivery service. I recently tried it for the first time, and I was blown away not only by how convenient it was and how everything was packaged so easily and it was so user-friendly, but it was also so much fun. Like, I did it with my boyfriend, and we, like, took the time, made it kind of like a date night thing where we got together and we, you know, read the, the instructions and we prepped everything and we actually really enjoyed spending the time together as we made the HelloFresh. So that was really fun for me and I really, really enjoyed it. All of the three meals we got were super nutritious, high quality, pre-portioned ingredients, and you can make meals that are delicious and nutritious, which I think is awesome. It honestly felt like making a gourmet meal for dummies. Like the recipes are easy to follow with really simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way, and they cut out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips. It just comes right to you and they explain exactly how to do everything and everything is pre-portioned so it was so easy and there was like no stress involved. I was also really impressed that the packaging that HelloFresh used to ship our food was almost entirely made from recyclable and already recycled content which I think is really great because oftentimes when you buy things um, online or you have things delivered there's a lot of like box waste or like tons of like plastic shipping things and you don't know what to do with it and you just feel very wasteful and HelloFresh wasn't like that at all. They even give you instructions broke down on how to recycle everything, which was great. So if you want to try it out, go to HelloFresh.com slash FingersCross90 and use FingersCross90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. So make sure you go to HelloFresh.com slash FingersCross90 and use that code to get $90 off, including free shipping. Okay, so now for the main topic of this episode, we are doing our Q&A. So super excited to get into it. We got lots of questions like we talked about. So without further ado... Let's just jump in. First and foremost, what was your honest first impression of the other person? 
which we've kind of talked about how we met in this podcast, but just really quick, we um, didn't know each other until we moved in together. So our first impression was, if you had to say one word of a first impression of the other person, what would it be? I would say yours is bubbly. I was going to say quiet. Opposite. There we go. Um, Yeah, I thought you were very quiet. I didn't even know you were a YouTuber until you had already moved in. Like, so I didn't know that that was like... I mean, that wasn't, like, how I labeled myself around campus. I knew that you were um, at Disney because um, we, this is, like, another part of the long story that no one needs to hear, but we were both in sororities, different ones, and our littles, which is, like, a little sister kind of mentorship thing, were freshman year roommates. And so I had connected with Sierra's little to, like, help um, get like clues and stuff to my little since they lived together and so I knew who Sierra was because I was like uh, friends on Facebook with Alyssa or something after that and so I knew like oh she's that Disney girl blah 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 but I didn't really know anything about you besides that so and then when I met you you were also bubbly and wearing the um it's my birthday Disneyland pin when we moved in together on June 1st well because yeah we moved in on my birthday and I felt sad that I couldn't do anything celebratory except move in furniture so I was like I'm gonna celebrate myself and wear my didn't you actually go to disney uh, though on the birthday or did you just not the, the day we, not the day we moved in i mean it's possible i went a few days before oh like, with that's family so or friends, funny i thought you I, went in the morning and then we moved in in the afternoon that's why you were wearing no i i just literally put on my pin because i'm that person <laughs> that makes um, that literally is the summary of sierra in college i think <laughs> i know but no like we weren't like we weren't friends right away. Like, we were just kind of, like, roommate acquaintances, and we were just kind of, like, I guess, casual, um, cordial to each other. Yeah. And then we actually became, like, close, close friends right before Christy left for semester at sea. In December. So, so like, a few months into living together. Yeah. yeah, so definitely a few months into this school year. But, um... Yeah, we definitely didn't have, like, oh, my God, we're going to be best friends, first impressions of each other. But I think it's... I mean, we've talked about this, too, in the past, um, that it's always interesting to see like, how your first impressions of people might actually be different. And once you get to know them, how you might have more in common than you thought. So, mm-hmm. that is our first impressions of each other. Next, do you want to do Merch next? update. Oh. Do you want to say that, that was the question. The question says merch update, question mark. So, uh, We've been getting lots yes, of inquiries about this. Lots of questions. We are, we have developed merch, and Christy and I actually already have our prototypes. We've been wearing prototypes. them secretly, because <laughs> uh, we aren't, like, advertising them yet, but very soon we will have a merch announcement coming out. We're hoping to have everything ready for sale, um, like, in time to buy stuff for Christmas. Um, so we are super excited, and we are really thrilled with our prototypes. So I can't wait. We so can't it's wait definitely in the process. Guys. Like, it's not this... Yes abstract completely undeveloped idea like we're in the steps of it and we are close to um getting it up and ready for you guys so we're very excited for you to see it and hopefully you love it but yeah stay tuned so basically follow us on instagram at fingers crossed pod we'll probably announce it there first and yeah. if you're an instagram follower you'll have the inside scoop so definitely keep up with us but yeah very excited. We're, we're really excited. So, yes, very soon is the answer. Yes. Okay. Next is another – it's a fun question. Go to hangover meal. And I think this is funny because um, Sierra, I remember in college, was very much the type where after we would wake up after a night of drinking, she would immediately be like, I'm starving. We need to go get greasy food right now. Lately, as I've gotten older, I feel like it's changed from, like, wanting to eat a giant meal to wanting to eat, like – an insane amount of like salad or vegetables it's like somehow I want to psych myself out that like the more green things I yeah like the more green things I put in my body like the better I'll feel um even if that's not actually the case (laughs) right so I feel like these like in college it was like oh I want to eat like a giant breakfast burrito Mm -hmm. and now I'm like I want to have like a super healthy tender green salad kind of a thing interesting I don't know I feel like I don't really have a go-to meal also it's just funny because i'm trying to think of the last time that i was like actually hungover and because it's 2020 and no one's really going out and drinking excessive amounts these days like i don't remember the last time i had a crazy hangover meal um i don't know i think i would probably just say like eggs and bacon it's a pretty generic one but yeah that makes sense yeah not very exciting i feel like some people have their um very elaborate hangover meals that always cure them or like a smoothie or something but i I usually like to eat food with like protein in it (laughs) fun fact i absolutely hate going out for brunch if i'm hungover really like if i'm like on a weekend trip or something and everyone wants to go out for brunch i absolutely hate 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 going out to eat the night after like drinking because 
A, I don't like having to wait for food and I don't like having to like pay for expensive food and like look fancy and sit fancy and like do all that when I don't feel good. Like I would so, so, so much rather like the second I get up, like go do a Starbucks run or like do a breakfast run or something and then just like eat. In yeah, just like lay on your couch. Of my, of my own home. Yeah, yeah I guess I would agree with that. I feel like that's kind of an unpopular opinion because a lot of people see it as like, oh, you know, morning after brunch where we debrief everything, blah, blah, blah. But I definitely also like the idea of, like, getting food and bringing it home and just laying on the couch. So Yeah, like, and then take time to relax and then get dressed up for dinner. Like, 100%. <laughs> okay. But that's also me. Like, I'm just not a big, like, brunch person. I would rather go out to dinner. But that's, again, that is, okay, we're, we have a question about that later, about unpopular opinions. So She's I will, like, already getting the ball rolling with the unpopular opinions. I will. I'll talk about that more later. Okay, next up is what TV show character from your childhood do you most identify with? That's hard. I feel like... I feel like there's not really one character that really, truly encompasses me as a person. I don't really have someone from my childhood, but I'm thinking of, like, the two characters, like, fictional characters that I uh, assimilate most with my personality would be Maria from The Sound of Music and Anna from Frozen. I think those two... Are very different people. (laughs) Not really, because... But Maria's very, like sophisticated and graceful and on is like a mess right but at the same time she is graceful but she's not like she's very like does her own thing she's outspoken um yeah maria she's outspoken she does things her way she doesn't mind looking silly or doing what's not necessarily the norm oh probably i got it megan from drake and josh (laughs) Oh, yep, I can see that. Definitely, Megan. Just whenever something bad happens and they're like, oh, Megan. (laughs) Always, like, very smart, very tech savvy, and just scheming all the time. Always scheming, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's you, 100%. Okay, now we have some questions that were just meant for one or the other of us. So I'm going to ask Sierra, have you ever thought about other areas of your field? Question mark, circus, interactive theater, etc. Besides just film and TV acting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have tried to think of all of the different facets of my career and like different paths for me. And I it's something I've spent a lot of time thinking about in quarantine and like in this last year as far as like where I'm going, who am I, what am I doing, all of those great existential problems. (laughs) Yeah, relatable. Um, I haven't necessarily considered like joining the circus or being part of like an interactive theater. Is that still a thing? Like do circuses still tour and stuff? They do, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know about during 2020, right. but circuses definitely travel. Maybe different than they did 100 years ago, for sure. Um, but it definitely still happens. Um, this is the but as far as like, show. Yeah, like, as far as, like, circus or interactive theater or those, like, on-the-road-style lifestyles, I feel like it's something I would have really considered maybe five years ago or if I didn't go to college, but, like, when I was a lot younger. But I feel like now there is a part of my personality that craves some kind of routine and stability. Not, like... That I want to, like... Do the same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah, but I just... I don't necessarily want to be, like, not having a home base and, like... You know, because I do, like, want to have a relationship and a home and have, like, scented candles and a Christmas tree. You know what I mean? Like, those are things that, like, I really like having. And I have a cat and I like having a place to keep all my things. Like, I don't necessarily consider myself someone who wants to live out of a suitcase. Yes, here is more hearth and home than uh, juggling and circuses, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, but I want to have hearth and home, but I also want to have a, like, TV personality career. So I, but I just need to find the balance to find that. All right, Christy, if your personality was a city, which would it be? That is such a good question. I don't think I've ever pondered a question quite like that. If you're per- I feel like this could go for both of us, though. You know, we both have personalities in no different cities. So, if my person Because it's different than what city do you love. Yeah. Because it's also, like, acknowledging your own traits. Wow. You're definitely... I mean, if we're talking United States, you're definitely East Coast. Why? I just think the way you operate. I think you're very, like, like logical and very um, efficient. And I feel like those are qualities that make me think of the East Coast. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if I'd call myself efficient, but I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be United States. I feel like it would be something like... What about like Amsterdam? 
I feel like you could be like an Amsterdam. Like you have like a super fun. The city of sin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're like super. The European city of sin. Yeah, you have like a fun side, but also like a very like businessy side. And there's also like a lot of new age stuff happening there. Like new sustainable. And appreciating history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Maybe you're Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Maybe. Um, I feel like you could be Paris. I could be Paris. Yeah. Very, um. Idealistic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay. Next is what's your go-to alcoholic drink? Ooh. Um, you know, and honestly, like I don't have a go-to. It really depends on my mood. But as far as something that like I know I'll like if I order, because sometimes when you order things at different places and you like you don't like it every place. Yeah, I mm-hmm. always really like a um, Moscow Mule. I like those drinks a lot. Mm. I really like ginger. Um, and anything... I thought you were a martini person now. Well, I do like those, but I... It's not like a go-to. Like, you have to be in the mood for that. Like, because it's it. really strong, and I get, like, dirty and martinis with, like, olives and, you know, all that. Um, yeah, martinis make me sick to my stomach. No offense to people who like them. I just am not... You're a better man than I. I don't have that. No, yeah, me. like, well. um, <laughs> my favorite martini is, like, a uh, an extra dirty martini with blue cheese stuffed olives, and I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Jason, like... Wait, lives- is extra dirty meaning extra alcohol or extra olive? Extra olive. So it's, like, oh, okay. extra briny, extra salty. It literally tastes oh, like yeah. you're drinking, no, like, no, out no. of an olive jar. Mm, so absolutely good. not. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> no people who don't dog. like olives, they're like, that is absolutely disgusting. Like, why would you like that? And then to me, I... Like, my taste buds, I love, like, super salty foods. Like, I like... Um, like, and you like kimchi and stuff. Like yeah, like things, I like right? pickled Vinegary. things. Like I love vinegar. I love kimchi. I love like um, smoked salmon salt or like chips. yeah, salt and vinegar. Like super salty, intensely mm. savory flavors. I really like those. So like I like salty things from time to time, but not in a drink. <laughs> I would say I like sweet drinks better. I think I've been known to I drink. To... Oh, I was gonna say I've been known to drink pickle juice out of the jar. So yeah, that's actually makes me want to vomit. Anyway. <laughs> Oh. What's yours? What's yours? <laughs> um, okay, I feel like I'm gonna get hate for this, but I don't really have like a I'm not much of a cocktail person, I would say. Um my go-to drink used to be rum and coke, but now if I were to go to a bar, it would probably oh my god, this is such an eye roll. It would probably be like vodka soda with lime or That's vodka and sugar-free Red Bull, which I know is bad for you because you're not supposed to mix stimulants and depressants in alcohol and um energy drinks, but I don't drink it very often, ever, but it's a good mixer, I would say. Sugar-free Red Bull. Next, do you wet your toothbrush? Okay, this is another, like, silly question, but we're just gonna fire through it. Do you wet your toothbrush before or after you put the toothpaste on? Absolutely before. before. Yeah. I don't know anyone who wets it after, because then it doesn't get underneath where the toothpaste goes. Yeah, if the bristles aren't wet, like, it's gross in your yeah, mouth. It's I don't weird. Understand. Have you two ever had a serious fallout or fight? We got this asked more than any other question. Everyone People want wants to see me and Christy pummel each yeah, other. Yeah, let's do a boxing ring match um, just to satisfy everyone's need for our uh, <laughs> anger towards each other. Okay, I want to ask, who do you think would win between us in a boxing match? Oh, absolutely you. <laughs> okay, good. I was going to say the same, but I didn't want to be a jerk. Uh, no question. Sierra is ultra competitive compared to me like i do not give a crap if i win something or i'm lose. also i am so ruthless when it comes to fighting in any Dude, form what, like in i what mean world have you been in many fights <laughs> i mean if we were like say doing one of those Jousting. things where you stand on the balancing beam and you have like those puffy okay, things that are like how many times have you been in this situation me? is what i'm asking a few <laughs> Okay, don't pick a fight with Sierra in a bar or in any other place, apparently. But yeah, she would definitely win. Um, and what was the actual question? Oh, if we've ever gotten into a serious fight. Um, I don't think we've... Well, we've never really had a time where we, like, weren't speaking to each other or had, like... Except that one time you made a vlog that said we aren't speaking to each other and it was click. Wait, no, but you actually <laughs> were mad at me for something. I was why? mad at you. I'm trying to oh, remember why. Oh, I remember why. Because I called Lauren my best friend and you were so pissed. That's, like, such juvenile yeah. thing to be pissed about but i was i did have my feelings hurt because i feel like okay no i'm not trying know, to invalidate feel, your feelings i understand i feel like that title is like so strong and like sometimes people like i remember my ex-boyfriend used to say it always was like weird to me because i've always had the concept that like you have like one or two best friends mm-hmm. and my ex-boyfriend used to always say like oh my best friend this person my best friend this oh yeah person, i know my best like friend that. this person and i'm like 
how do you have eight best friends? Like that, that just say your good friend or your close friend. But I feel like best friend is like a title for like those people. You can tell like your butt. Sierra buddies. was someone who, if she would have had a MySpace, which I guarantee she did not, would have been very um, watching people's top eight friends and uh, making judgments based on the placement of them. I mean, I used to stalk people's like Snapchat best friends back when that was a thing. Oh, so wow. okay. yeah, hundred percent. I would say I definitely put weight to the title of best friend, but I definitely am someone who calls like a few people best friend. But you are like my best friend, you know. Aww, but <laughs> anyway, as far as real fights though, um, we've had disagreements. I don't think we've ever had a real fights. I mean, but like all of our disagreements have still been like reasonably friendly. Yeah, but I will say like I think the time where we had the most friction is when you were in a tough and toxic relationship and me trying to like we fought about that because I was trying to like right get you like from the get-go I saw problems and I didn't want to like insert myself and tell you what to do but it was really really hard for me because I very much disagreed with a lot of the things that he was doing and it was hard for me to watch so I think that was like probably the toughest time in our friendship because you know, I wanted what was best for you. No, I remember that. Yeah. And it was hard because, like, listening to you have these problems and me saying, like, hey, I think that you should do this, but, or I don't even know how I worded it at the time, but it was, like, you know, obviously, like, we had conflict over that. But in the end, you know, we uh, got past that and he is nowhere to be found in our lives, so. (laughs) Dead and gone. Um, Did you Um, want to say, like, from your perspective on that? No, that actually, you know, I honestly, like, and I don't say this at all to, like, chastise you because I know that that is such a, such a hard place to be in when, like, somebody you love is, like, doing something stupid and you, like, want to support them and you want to love them. But, like, looking back on, like, the red flags I ignored in that relationship and looking back on, like, the massive problems and the bad decisions I was making, like, I'm surprised you didn't, like, slap me in the face and we're like yeah and we're like sierra i was close to it (laughs) f-u-c-k up because you are being so incredibly stupid and naive and you are gonna get yourself in a really bad situation and like but it wasn't that you were stupid it was that you were in a situation where you know like it was about your perception of the situation yeah, but I made some bad choices and like, but you're not there to tell me I made bad choices and to like punish me. You're just there to protect me and help help and help, help see, me get onto the yeah, help you see yeah see the light and get onto the right path. And I honestly, looking back on it, I have like no ill will because I don't think that at any point you were like mean to me. Where you didn't say like, how could you do this? Yeah, I was never trying to fuck blame up. you like, for you, your feelings ever. And I don't think never, anyone no. should approach a situation like that. Um, but I could tell that you were I was like losing dancing on eggshells sometimes. <laughs> because yeah, and I'm sure that you and Sophie had plenty to talk about as far as like me being dumb or making bad choices. But you know, at no point during any of that was I like, and it was never I like Christine no, it was never compromising anything. to our friendship too. Like it was definitely like we had discussions about it and really long talks about it, but it was never like a I can't believe you would say that to me or blah blah blah. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It didn't come into our friendship, like, in a destructive way, necessarily. But it was definitely a No, I feel like... Tension. Yeah, I feel like I was the type to be like, no, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But then just ignore you and do my own yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Like, like, I feel like that's much more... I wasn't like, how could you say that? Or why don't you love me? Or like, or you're not a real like friend that. for not supporting me or anything like that. It wasn't Because I don't believe that. I don't believe that friends should be yes men. I believe that friends should have your best interest at heart. And I've always believed that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that you thought that either I think you were just like well you don't actually know the entire relationship and there's things that you don't understand and you know and that's just how it goes in those situations so and there were things that I didn't understand and things that I came to learn on my own and I'm honestly so glad that I did come to learn them on my own because I feel like I learned them better than had I just made a decision based on what my friends said. yeah and again like it's one of those things where your friends can be there to help you see different perspectives and see different angles of it but ultimately you have to learn the lessons for yourself and sometimes you have to make mistakes uh, to learn them, which is tough. But anyway, um, yeah, it definitely, like, it wasn't a f- cause of a fight because of, like, one of us. It was, like, an external thing. So it's not like we've mm-hmm. had a serious fight about problems, you know, that just, like, we don't see eye to eye on personally or anything. It was, like, yeah. the situation. So. Yeah. Anyway, but that's in the rearview mirror. And we've lived and we've it learned. It is. <laughs> and I feel like just 
talking about it like it used to be I know this is a bit of a tangent, but talking about that relationship and that time in my life used to be such a sore subject for me because for the longest time I like I told myself I could just forget it. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just never going to think about it. I'm going to totally forget it. I'm going to forget his name. I'm going to forget these things ever happened. I'm going to move on yeah. and like pretend it didn't happen. But the reality is when something terrible happens to you, you can't just pretend it didn't happen. You can't just sweep it under the rug and then hope you don't trip on it later. Like you have to address it and you have to come to terms with it and you have to acknowledge the mistakes you made and you have to recognize what you want to do differently and who you want to be from now on and like have those tough conversations with yourself because now that I've done that and I'm not going to say it was easy it was really effing hard and I hated every minute of it but I did it and now I can talk about it without like hating myself and without like thinking terrible thoughts about the situation and like it, it, like, I don't feel as triggered because I did the work to work through it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, I'm able to have these conversations about it. But, yeah, it definitely wasn't always that way. So, I feel really grateful, A, that you as a friend cared about me enough to want the best for me and to, you know, be willing to say those hard things and, you know, work through that tough time. And I really appreciate that. And also, like, I'm grateful as hard as it was and as stupid as it was the things that happened. Like, I'm really grateful that that time happened because I don't think I would be who I am today without it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Amen. All right. Next is, if you were president, what would your campaign slogan be? This is quite a pivot from that question, but I... Yeah, um, we got to get, you know, back out of the deep into the fun. (laughs) We told you there was a wide Get out of the... Out of the woods. Get out of the... What do you call it in a pool? The deep section? Oh, yeah. Get out of the deep (laughs) deep section. The deep arena. Um, Okay. I made this question i wanted to keep this question because i actually have a campaign slogan from actually i don't really think this would fly in the presidential general election but in my eighth grade election actually no i ran like every year of middle school like fifth through eighth grade and every year my slogan was think better vote better and it's just short and sweet and to the point. Think better. And just think better than you normally do and vote for me. <laughs> anything about what you want or what your Yeah, it's not inspiring. Just, like, yes, we can, but uh, think It's just better. general improvement. <laughs> yeah. You th- how you currently think is shitty. So <laughs> vote think for better and vote better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, well, now I am struck with the task of making one that rhymes with my last name, Green. So let's do that. Be kind. Don't be mean. Vote for greens. <laughs> no, but you have so to have it, like, it has to flow. It has to be, be kind. Don't be mean. Vote for Sierra Michelle Green. See? You gotta okay, have the Okay, there the you syllable. go. You gotta have the, 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 um, the syntax. Yes. The uh, iambic pentameter. Ooh. Um, okay. Or it could just be, don't be mean. Vote for green. There you go. I or, would say that you, uh, kind of piggybacked off of mine, but I'll let it slide. It's a pretty good slogan. <laughs> What are your favorite podcasts? Ooh. Fingers crossed pod. Yeah. <laughs> Names are uh-huh. Um, I have a few favorite podcasts. I like to listen to, like, people I know um, from YouTube, but also I like to listen to, I really like duo podcasts, kind of like ours, where you listen to two people bouncing ideas off of each other and kind of having a conversation. So a couple of my favorites are What We Said and Middle Ground Podcasts. Those are the ones I always recommend to people when they ask me. Um, but I really like, sometimes I listen to Girls Gotta Eat, which is a dating podcast. They're funny. What about you? You have, like, different ones. You have, like, history ones, right? I do. Um, I'd say one of my favorites is called Myths and Legends, um, but I'm really into, like, I've always loved books on tape, and what I love about this one is it's kind of like listening to a book on tape, but the narrator is, like, kind of witty and sarcastic and has funny commentary, Mm -hmm. but he's, like, talking about, like, Greek folklore, and then all of a sudden he'll be like, ha-ha, what a jackass you know so it's like it's it's funny and it's a way to like kind of ground sometimes like yeah modernize Mm -hmm. like modernize and make accessible these great stories and he encompasses so many um cultures and stories from all over the globe all time periods and it's great so um it's great for road trips jason and i we go back and forth from vegas a lot because that's where my parents live so on those four-hour drives we listen to that a lot nice um I'm also going to shout out my neighbor's podcast. Um, one of my neighbors in my apartment building has a podcast that he's had for a while with a couple of his friends, and it's called The Follow-Up Showdown. And it's a really cool concept, um, one that I haven't really heard of before, which is where they... It's all about movies. It's like a bunch of guys who love... Uh, guys and a girl who love film. And uh, they 
take a different movie every week and then they see does the movie have a sequel or not and then if it does have a sequel they address if they like it or if a different sequel should have been made and all of the people on the podcast pitch either a hypothetical sequel or they say like should this sequel have happened and they analyze it and then for a lot of movies that don't have sequels they come up with a hypothetical sequel they listen to all their pitches and then they vote on which one has the best sequel Ooh, that's fun so, it is fun and it's kind of a a unique way for like I mean, there's a lot of, like, film geek podcasts out there, but I just love the way that, like, they take the time to, like, fully analyze these films every week and then come up with, like, what would be a... And they're not, like, crazy fantastical nonsense sequels. Like, they're logical sequels, and sometimes they're prequels or midquels mm-hmm. or things like that. And they had Jason as a guest on their horror episode, their Halloween special, and then upcoming for their Christmas special, um, me and Jason are both guest stars, and Hi. we talk about... Um, our hypothetical sequels for Beauty and the Beast, which is super Ooh. fun. So um, you guys should come check them out, the follow-up showdown. Um, that's my neighbor, Paul, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So another podcast that I like, and I was actually a guest star on this one recently, which was super cool. Um, her name's Camila Vola, and she is from Argentina, and she has a podcast called My Point of View, where she every episode she interviews somebody else um, to get their point of view. And it's all about like what they do, what their job is, did you know, if they studied something in college, what their passions are, and just people from all over the world and all walks of life and essentially just getting their point of view, which I think is really cool. Nice. So, um, and I really liked getting to be on her podcast. She asked me really good questions and it was fun to kind of, I don't know, it was fun to hear myself summarized in like a highlights form because it made me feel proud of myself (laughs) when sometimes it's really hard because you just, you live through all the lowlights and you live through all like the negative times with yourself. But sometimes when someone asks you the highlights and you can just focus on that, you're like, oh, I'm not doing so bad. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that was nice. Nice. I've only guest starred on one other podcast, I think. And it was, actually, I did want to mention this one too. My friend Jordan Rebecca has a podcast called Bitch Work and it is really good. It's a cool concept where she interviews her friends and people that are kind of like, you know, entry level starting the beginning of their career and how they got there and um, like how they got their jobs and internships and stuff. So very cool if you're looking for like a career advice or just hearing other people's stories. And I really like that she gets a wide variety of people. Like she works at Food Network, but she interviews people who've worked in like uh, music and in TV and in fashion. And in when I was at UNICEF, I was on her podcast. So definitely check it out, bitch work. And yeah, very cool concepts. How (laughs) could you not convince me, me being Christy, to stay in LA? LOL. Yeah, somebody wrote in and was like, how did you not convince Christy to stay in LA? And I'm like, well, trust me, girlfriend, I tried. Like, <laughs> okay. but honestly, like, I'm not going to force someone to be somewhere that they don't love. Like, you, I can't make you decide to live your entire career and decide your entire livelihood based on your best friend. Like, as nice as that would be. It like, would be nice. you know, you have to find your place in the world. And sometimes friendships have to make do with, you know, finding people's place. So I've tried to force Christy to be an LA girl for a long time. And you know what, I'm just going to accept that she's not, but I will also recognize and appreciate that she will put in the work to make a long distance friendship work because it's hard work. So thank you. Yeah. And I one time tried to convince Sierra to come to New York and it was a very short conversation because it was an instant no. So I think that just highlights how we've talked about that we have a lot of in we have a lot of commonalities, but we have a lot of, you know, complementary and different things about us too. And I mm-hmm. think that is very much summarized in our LA versus New York um, personas. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I don't even think that LA is like my perfect place to be perfectly honest. Like it works for me for right now and like the industry I'm pursuing is here and like, you know, we have a house here and I like it. Well, not a house. I mean, it's an apartment. You rent bedroom. a place. Yeah. We rent a place. Um and like my boyfriend's here and like we're both of us are driving distance from our respective families, which is great. So it definitely is our place for now. But I'm not, like, in this mindset where I'm, like, L.A. is my place for life. Like, I am actually open to moving somewhere else. And I honestly miss the Pacific Northwest. I miss mm-hmm. the nature. I miss the laid-back, cool, chill, easygoing, friendly people. Like, I miss having full-on conversations with strangers in the grocery line. Like, I mean, I love all those things. I feel so. like I could see you in Vancouver. Like, there's a lot of acting still in Vancouver, and it's in the Northwest. And Canadians are really nice people in a generalized yeah. sense. Oh, I'd go to Vancouver. I guess I would just, I would miss, 
the sunshine because I do like having the sunshine. All right. Well, you just said you missed the Northwest, so you got to take your pick. <laughs> I know. You know, you can't you have can't your cake. You can't have your cake. Yes. So somebody asked us for our sorority experiences, which is probably we have enough content there for an entire episode. So I guess we'll just summarize really quickly that like both Christy and I were in a sorority at Chapman, but we were in different sororities. Um, I was in Gamma Phi Beta. Oh, and I was a Theta. Um, I would just say we both had very, I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but in general, we had like very positive experiences. But looking back, like Greek life definitely has a lot of problems and like the exclusivity of it and just like the classism. And I don't know, there's a rough history of Greek life. So it's good that we were like, we both were in chapters where we didn't have houses. So it wasn't the same traditional Greek experience of like, very just exclusive and like I mean I have a personal story of um somebody I'm close to told me this story that like her she was her freshman in college or sorry when she was a freshman in college she had a best friend because they were dorm mates or roommates or not roommates but like close friends because they met in the dorms Mm -hmm. and then that girl rushed a sorority and this was at like a southern school like you know a while back and that they once that girl joined a sorority, she literally stopped talking to her completely, like, because she didn't join, like, completely cut her off. Mm-hmm. And her sorority told her, like, you can't talk to non-sorority people. And I feel like that is, like, yeah, that's just the epit- so depressing. The like, epitome the of just, like, like the, yeah, the bad stuff about sororities. And that's what I really liked about Chapman was that that was not a thing, at least not in the chapter I was in. It was Not, not in like, our experiences. No, like, you can't have friends of this chapter, or, you, like, you should only be, like, having roommates of this chapter, or, like, anything like that, and, I mean, all my roommates were Thetas, and I was a Gamma Phi, and, like, it was totally fine, um, but, yeah, there's a lot of things that we are coming to learn about, and that we are addressing, and, in, in, like, I think that the sororities at Chapman are working on, especially, like, I know in Gamma Phi specifically, something they've been talking about a lot recently is, like, the legacy thing, because we take legacies really seriously, or we used to, that, like, if you were a legacy, you almost got an automatic bid, or not, like, automatic. And legacy got, means, like, if you had an ancestor, a mother, or sister, aunt that was in yes, the Yes, if you had somebody, an aunt, a sister, a mother, grandmother, who was a member of the sorority, you almost got, like, a fast pass to the final round of, like, sorority bids, and, like, they've been addressing recently, which I think is really great to talk about and to work on this, is they've been addressing that it's actually, like, inherently racist to have, like, a legacy system, well, it's kind of like inherited of, wealth, you know? Exactly. Like, a lot of black women and women of color especially, like, don't... Were excluded more like, in the past. Were excluded yeah. from sororities in the past. So, like, they... Those legacies don't necessarily... Like, they may not have the right personality or fit, like, the vibe of the sorority. Like, it might not be the right fit. But they kind of get a fast track versus a woman of color who wouldn't have access to legacy perks because they weren't a part of that in the past. They kind of get denied a spot that maybe they would have earned over that legacy person. Mm -hmm. And that's a conversation that was never had in the past. It was always just like, oh, my gosh, legacies. We worship them. We have to get those legacies. Oh, my gosh. Because like our national chapters were like, get the legacies. Well, I think it kind of speaks a lot to if... I think it's a money thing, too. Like, if a grandmother sees that her daughter is in the sorority or her granddaughter is, like, got into the sorority because she was a legacy, she'll be so proud and then more likely to donate money and be more involved in everything. Like, there's a lot of layers there. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with Greek life and we're not here to, like, you know, completely bash it or completely praise it. Like, it's a very multifaceted thing. And we both had positive experiences, but I would say for myself personally, um, because it was, like, you know, it wasn't as expensive because we didn't have a house and it was more of a club feel because it was just on campus and you were it was very interactive with a lot of the other chapters and yeah it honestly felt like a people. it felt like a woman's club yeah like, like that's I definitely really what it was like I like that experience but I'm not sure that I would have enjoyed it or even joined if it was a different school and a different uh, kind of vibe so I don't know I guess it's just like depends on you and where you go to school and everything like that um but you know hindsight is twenty twenty, so it's definitely different and it's more exciting when you're in the moment in a freshman in college and you want to make all these friends instantly and it is great for that and it is a great sense of community um but it's not completely accessible to everyone and it's definitely and we do recognize that it is privileged to say that because like we still had to pay dues and we still had to pay for our involvement in the sorority and like not everyone can afford that and so like that definitely is a privileged perspective and we absolutely address that 100 percent. next is what is your dream job if you could, you know, just fast track there, 
money didn't matter, and you could just instantly get there, what would it be? I'm going to say I would either want to be a series regular on a awesome TV show for a role that, and I say this over a movie because a movie is amazing and you shoot it, but then it's done versus like a series regular on a TV show has like a little more of a guaranteed like income or a little more of a right, guarantee. But this is, if you're not thinking about the job security, you're not thinking about the logistics okay, okay. and the boring part of it, including money. <laughs> it's just like, what would you want to do say, every day? I would want to be an Oscar winning film actress. <laughs> I would want to be a Broadway star, and I would want to host Good Morning America all at the same time. Wow. Amazing. A <laughs> woman of many talents. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I've gone back and forth about it, and I really don't know that I have a dream career. Like, I say this very, very loosely, but I do think it would be very cool to be Secretary of State, which is the head of the State Department. Ooh. But again, that's not like a job you can apply for. It's literally like who you know and if you get appointed by the president. So I'm going to have to become very close with someone who has White House uh, goals. <laughs> but Well, if I run Good Morning America, I can interview the president and then the president <laughs> can get to know you and then you can become Secretary of State. Well, perfect. Our futures are already mapped out. Okay. Exactly. What is your favorite book or a book you think everyone should read? Hmm. Okay, I have two different answers for that. Well, gosh, I have so many favorite books. I'm going to say three of my favorite books I can think of right now are Water for Elephants, The Night Circus, and Anne of Green Gables. Um, And that a book everyone should read is The Four Agreements. Wow, you really thought this one through, huh? Yeah, just on the top of my head. I don't know. I'm really bad at thinking things like that off the top of my head. Um, I used to always say, but now I haven't read it in a long time, so I'm not even sure that I would feel the same now. But I read in high school The Alchemist, and I remember loving that book. But I feel like I've I heard might... that. I've heard that book's fantastic. Jason likes that book. Yeah, you should read it. Um, I feel like I might find it a little cheesy now, but I remember just like, wow, that book is very powerful. Um, oh, if you think it's cheesy, I'm sure I'll love it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, high school me didn't find it that way, though. Now, what I say my favorite book is, I feel like I used to have a go-to answer and now I can't think of it off the top of my head. What's a book you think everybody should read? A book I think everybody should read is Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. He is so, so well-spoken and such a good writer and he's just so funny and has a way of telling stories and it's about kind of his childhood and um, you get some perspective about, you know, the times of apartheid in South Africa because that's when he, that's where he grew up. And um, him reflecting on it from, you know, years later living in America and being the host of The Daily Show. And I'm obsessed with him. I love Trevor Noah. And his book, even if you don't, you know, follow him or watch The Daily Show, I think everyone would get a really interesting perspective from it. So definitely check it out. I think you should read that, Sierra. Add that to your list. What is an event that you wish you could relive? Mm, That's so tough. It's such a good question, though. I feel like there are so many... Mm-hmm. Not that I'd want to necessarily go back to that point in my life, but I wish I could just, like, relive it for a night, you know, mm-hmm. and then... Yeah, what would it be? Come... There was one time in college where um, I was with some friends, and this is not necessarily the only experience I would relive, but I remember he had a car that had, like, a sunroof, and um, this isn't safe, so don't do this. But, I mean, you oh, know, God. <laughs> life. Um, we were blasting... Um, December 1963. December 1963 by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. And we were driving around Chapman down the streets. And we had come from a party. And don't worry, we had a designated driver, so the driver was not drinking. And we had come from a party and... We were driving back to the dorms at the end of the night, and we didn't want to stop driving because we were having so much fun. We were, like, listening to our favorite, like, classic rock songs and, mm-hmm. like, you know, old doo-wop songs. And we were all, like, taking turns standing in the car and, like, you know, standing out the sunroof and, like, screaming mm-hmm. and waving and, like, you know, just being stupid. And I remember we didn't want to stop driving because we were having so much fun. And... um I remember thinking to myself when we finally pulled into the parking lot and we were still dancing, we decided to like, we're like, oh, we're still going to dance. So we like got out of the car and we were like dancing in the parking (laughs) lot, like at Chapman, like singing. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I know I'm like 19, 
but this moment I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And I'm going to remember how carefree and fun and just in the moment I felt right, right now. Very cute. And I wish I could relive that for just like 10 minutes. Yeah. I feel like all my moments like that are concerts or like something with music and dancing, you know, like that's where you just like feel the like, Mm -hmm. you know, uninterrupted bliss of like a moment of a song or something like that. And um, yeah, music is powerful. I would say this is such an eye roll, but probably like some different nights at Coachella or like when we all three of us, you, me and Sophie were watching Eminem live and we had finally heard him say mom spaghetti after the entire weekend. We were like building up to that. Or I would say I had a really random night like that. I think it's just the things that you don't plan to like um, kind of like that where my friends and I were in Tokyo on semester at sea and we were just running around the karaoke district and going to all of these karaoke bars and we were in this empty bar and we literally were just like screaming well not obnoxiously but just like you know just having so much fun and so carefree and just singing and dancing all over the bar because we were the only ones there and we just Incredible. have such it's just like memories that you can't replicate you know where you just like stumble yeah. into those um, sometimes i wish that i could like watch uh like a highlights reel because some of these things I mean every now and then we have like a snapchat memory or a video but like the the memories that you remember in your mind I wish I could like watch it from my own POV again yeah or like live the experience again like a VR kind of thing yeah <laughs> totally Ugh, I'm getting way too nostalgic for this I know okay. we're both nostalgic ass bitches so if you could live during any other time period what would it be I think I've thought about this before and I definitely think I would live through the 1960s and like see the Beatles Mm. live and just like feel the I know that it was also a very tough time for a lot of people but like the social change and like you know the Vietnam War protests and just experiencing that level of social change yeah and like the um I just think the energy would be very interesting to experience so I think I would choose the experience the power the power of the youth movement 100 Mm percent yeah yeah what about you I feel like you would live in, like, Marie Antoinette era and, like, wear big wigs and go to balls and stuff. <laughs> I would love to go to balls, get dressed up and go to balls. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a lot of fun. Like, like Paris and Outlander. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wearing that giant red dress that Claire wears where, like, she has to go sideways through doorways. Yeah, exactly. Question for you. Who would you like to have dinner with that are alive? Most important person. Okay, that's tough to pick just one person. I feel like there's so many people that I would love to just have a conversation with and pick their brains, but I think that I would go with Nelson Mandela and ask Mm. him about, you know, obviously you can read his books, but ask him about, like, the time in prison and ask him about, like, his experience and being, (laughs) I just choked on my own spit. And just, like, I feel like he has the most interesting arc of going from being in prison by his own country to becoming president. Like, I think it's so inspiring. Mine's not quite as deep as yours, but my, the person I've always wanted to sit down Jojo with would be Julie. I was going to say, <laughs> no. Fight me. Jake Paul. God. Imagine I was, like, dead serious, and I was like, I would just love to have dinner with Jake Paul. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani at the Forest Keys Oh my god, no. Um, I, the person I would love to sit down and have dinner with is Ju- Julie Andrews. I have admired her for so long. Not only, like, her acting career, but just, like, everything she's been through. And I know they, like, they wanted her to play Mary Poppins, and, like, but she was pregnant at, like, a really young age. And so they, like, postponed the filming of Mary Poppins so she could have her baby. I and, like, just that. like. Yeah, it was like she has so such an interesting life, and also like The Sound of Music is one of my favorite movies, and I'm just so inspired by her and her poise, and then in Princess Diaries, and like, I mean, I guess from an actor perspective, but also just like I stand Julie Andrews mm-hmm. like so much, and You've I got feel a personal like at the, level too. <laughs> yeah, like at the age she's at, she probably just has so many incredible stories, and I just I look up to her so much. I mean, she is my queen. She is my mm-hmm. queen Clarice Rinaldi forever. <laughs> so, um, I would have to say Julie Andrews. Nice. Good answer. Okay, next. This is the question eggnog. that everyone has been waiting for. Eggnog. And honestly, I'm gonna have to go with... Eh? <laughs> I don't I, love it. 
I like eggnog, but I can't have real eggnog because that is so much dairy and I would die in my lactose intolerance. So I have like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's have some pretty good dairy-free alternatives like almond milk or coconut or oat milk eggnog that are really creamy and yummy and taste like holiday cheer, but they don't give me indigestion. Wow, amazing. I have to say that I was at a store recently and found, I haven't tried it yet, but I found a, um, I think it's an Oatly cold brew kind of drink that it's a cold brew coffee with oat milk eggnog flavor. So I know, I'm not sure that eggnog goes with coffee though. I mean, I know that people do like eggnog lattes, but I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. So I'll let you know. Um, you can just see, it's like the maple oat milk from TJ. It's just like a slightly creamier, eggier version. But it I just really makes don't like a- think I like it. Eggnog is the kind of thing where every single year I'll be like, oh, I'm going to have a glass of eggnog. And I'm like, wait, why did I do this? I don't like it. And then I like forget that I don't like it. And then I drink it again. I'm like, I'm going to give it another shot. And it just never happens for me. So, Oh my God. I just had deja vu. What did is you make that me try one time? <laughs> no, but like of me trying something every year, convincing myself I'll like it more. Mm-hmm. Was it a drink? Was it a food? Was it a dessert? It, Was it olives until you started drinking pickle juice? You're going to fr- freak out about this, but I think it's sweet potatoes. Oh my God. You didn't like them? What's not to no. like? I know. I knew you were going to freak out. I will have sweet potato fries and I will like them. Oh my God, but you I don't still don't love them? Love them. Like, maybe this, I, I think this kind of like, Blend this is an like unpopular un- opinion. An unpopular opinion yeah. because I'm the offended, thing is honestly. though is I eat a lot of foods that I don't like because they're good for you. I will eat sweet potatoes and if I like have the choice, I'm like, oh well, I haven't eaten super healthy today, but I have the choice between sweet potato fries and regular fries. Sometimes I'll get sweet potato fries because Simple they're fry. better for you. <laughs> okay, back to eggnog though. <laughs> right? Yeah. How do we get here? I, I don't, don't know. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Do you like eggnog or not? I like it in small doses. I mean, I wouldn't drink like an eight ounce glass of it, but like in a small like bit of sweet eggnog, as long as it's dairy free. Yeah, I like it. Okay, there we go. Eggnog, question mark, answered. Okay, next, cutting straight into unpopular opinions. Why do I feel like these always go default to like foods? Isn't that what we've discussed mostly about unpopular opinions? Your opinion on sweet potatoes? Yeah, I talked about brunch. And brunch, yeah. It's like... I don't like going out for brunch. Um, I would say my unpopular opinion is I don't like, this is again a food thing. I really don't like, actually, I've, I found a couple of them that I like, but I really don't like sparkling water or like LaCroix seltzer water. Everyone is obsessed with those or even, I don't know. I mean, I like alcoholic seltzers sometimes, but I'm not like, I feel like there's just some people that are hardcore seltzer water till I die. And oh, I, I absolutely can't. love seltzer water. Yeah, no, 100%. that is not me. I would much rather drink plain still water, um, especially, I guess, some flavors. I tried one from um, Vaughn's or Albertsons or something. Bless you. Sierra just sneezed on mute. No. Um, I tried a kiwi strawberry one from Albertsons recently, and I really liked that. But that's also because Wait, I was... Wait, you the strawberry cream one? Well, I also tried a kiwi strawberry one, though. I bought the strawberry oh, okay. cream for our mimosas, but anyway... Um, I do, I found, like, one flavor that I like, or two. Oh, you want to know my unpopular opinion? Yes. Everyone's going to disagree with this one. Oh, God. Love. I don't like wearing black. Oh, well, that's just sad. <laughs> the world loves black. The world loves because wearing it's black. it's the best color to wear. Why? It's depressing. Because it's black it's and... sleek, and it goes with everything, and it looks professional, and it looks, it's flattering, it's, like go-to to match. I think on other people it looks good, but on me, I just look like I'm going to a funeral. It just, like, doesn't work. I feel like it's just, like, my personality well, you don't have to doesn't wear work. all black. Yeah, like, I like black as, like, an like a black shirt. I don't really wear black shirts. Um, I was gonna say, I like black for pants. I like black pants, and I like hmm. black belts and black shoes and black purses, but I like accessories and pants, yeah, but as far as, like, all black outfit no i wouldn't wear that really <laughs> okay then um, i know it's unpopular and i'm not saying that like people look bad in black it's just like for me i own very little black and i feel like some people when they look in their clothing they're like oh it's all black okay if you were given a hundred thousand dollars and had to spend it selfishly what would you spend it on i think i would probably buy a boat <laughs> do those, those boat? probably cost more than a hundred thousand dollars you don't even have a car <laughs> Well, uh, I I like boats better than cars. <laughs> I also don't need a gonna, car, but I need gonna... a boat. No, this is like hypothetical 
if I've always said like my needless splurge of like a fun thing would be having a boat. I know that it's expensive upkeep, and I really don't so even know would, that it's hundred thousand. Would you, would would you put it. the boat like? I would like, dock it in like um, in New York, like in the harbor. Sure, I don't care where it goes. I just want a boat. <laughs> I don't even care well, what kind of boat it is. For I think you could get a yacht, like a nice yacht. Oh really? Okay, I'll go with that. I love boats. I love being on boats and being on the water. And I would just, I would something about it just brings me peace. Being on the water, even though I don't like just, I'm not very good at swimming, but just being on the boat itself. <laughs> Does paying off my student loans count as spending it selfishly? I mean, I'm spending I it think on myself. No, I think it's supposed to be like a um, fun thing. Hmm. Okay, I probably would buy a white Chevy Equinox with beige leather interior. I don't even know what that is. Is that an SUV? Yeah. Um, But I would make it a hybrid. I would. Do they come in hybrids or you would? No. (laughs) I would pay them extra and I would make it a hybrid. You're like, you give him like a $10 tip. You're like, make it a hybrid. He's like, this is (laughs) not how that works. Plug it in and get free charging at Target. Um, I would want that. You'd want that over like a Tesla? Not necessarily. It's just a car I like lately. Okay. Um, I don't even know how much it costs. So you would pick just... a car over a nice boat, essentially. Yes, I would I would pick a new car. Um, not that I don't like my car. I would just I would like to have a hybrid and I would like to have a slightly bigger car, ideally. Um one that's higher up off the ground because it makes me feel safer and powerful. Our second to last question is if you could switch lives for a day with Sierra and for me with Christy, what would you do? Okay, easy. I would um <laughs> Oh, God. I would go to the princess party and um, ruin the party for everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. You're awful. I'm just kidding. But it would be fun to, like, do your job at Disney for the day. I think that'd be fun. Oh, yeah? To, like, Yeah, you know, that would... I can't really say much, but... Do my job. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do the Disney thing. Just, like, see, what, see what it's like behind the scenes at Disneyland. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things to see, that's for sure. Can't say what they are, but it would be and cool then I would print my life for all of your comp passes and pocket them for when I turn back into myself. Oh, good. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it would be really cool. This is, like, I'm saying if you were still American, because that's, like, something that's very different than, like, what I do. What? Like, American University. Oh, I thought you said if you were still an American. Like, if you were still a citizen of the United States. No, no, no. If you were still at American University, like, to sit in, like, a day in your life in your classes. Like, go to your classes. Like, see what you're learning about. Because I really enjoy, like, academic classes. Like, but I feel like a lot of times with my theater major, I missed out on a lot of, like, more academic things. I mean, not that theater isn't academic, but we did a lot of, like... Practical learning. Yeah, and, like, theatery things, but less so, like like, true academic, real-world theory and, like, political-type things. Um, I got a little bit of that from my sociology minor, but not, like, a ton. So I would like to sit in and, like, spend a day, like, in your classes learning, seeing what it's like on the campus, and then, like, taking the train and, like, kind of living that, like, grad student life. I think that would be really cool. Hmm. Well, interesting that you wouldn't do anything to ruin my life if you were me. How nice of you. No! That's not my personality. (laughs) Are you kidding? Okay. I would try and leave it better than I found it. (laughs) God, Ooh, you my know what apartment I would, do? would be, like, clean Ooh, for once. No, no, no. I would clean your apartment, and I would also ask a bunch of boys for their number as you and, like, try to set up a bunch of dates. That way, when you got back into your body, you had all these boys calling you. Wow. <laughs> Great. Okay. Favorite quality in the other person? This is the question that we're going to end on. And... Aww, how thoughtful. I think um, something that I really admire about Sierra is her... I don't want to say naive, but just, like, you're so trusting. I was going to say... Optimistic? Yeah, like, reckless optimism, in a sense. You're, like, you know, you're always... um, You always think that everyone has the best intentions, and you're always, like, willing to, you know, reach out. And I'm just not like that. Like, I'm very much a, um, you know, guilty until... Not guilty until proven innocent. You know what I'm trying to say? Just, like, I don't openly trust people as much. And, like... People have to earn it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes it gets me into trouble because I trust too much or I assume things are good and then they're not. Mm-hmm. And then I get I get my myself in trouble. But, uh, you know, sometimes it works out really great and it allows me to look at the world in a good light. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite things about Christy is that you don't 
have anxiety about the future a lot. Like you just kind of live in the moment. I think you live in the moment more than a lot of people I know, especially myself. Like I struggle a lot with like, oh my God, the future and my life. And like, I have so much anxiety because like of this and this. And I sometimes forget to just like live in the moment and figure it out day to day and like get through what's right in front of me. And I feel like that is something that comes naturally to you is like living in the moment, being present, and doing like exactly finding the best in what's happening right now. And I feel like that's something that you do really well naturally. You don't even like try. It just happens. And mm. I, it's something that I wish I was better at. So thank you. That's very nice. Very much well said. <laughs> God, much better said than mine about you. That's okay. I feel like, you know, people will get it. Uh, words aren't going to me right now. But anyway, thank you guys so much for asking your questions. We just made it through quite a few of those. I hope you enjoyed the variety of silly to food preferences to uh talking all about my exes <laughs> yeah true. Great. anyway thanks for listening we love to have you with us every tuesday subscribe if you're not already to the podcast yes leave us a rating if you're enjoying our episodes and as we always say if you're not already subscribe to us or follow us on instagram at fingers crossed pod so you can stay updated on not only on new episodes but the upcoming merch drop which is super exciting oh yeah i so. forgot we talked about that in this episode it's so exciting i know it, it feels like real. so long ago yeah i can't wait um, to actually but- be able to wear it and like post it for you guys to see and uh, get your thoughts on it. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> we're really excited. So thank you so much for listening. If you have ideas for podcasts or suggestions, you can always DM us on Instagram or you can email us at fingerscrosspod. We are all ears to your suggestions. So have a great rest of your day. Happy week. Happy almost Thanksgiving. And we will see you next week. Keep your fingers crossed. Bye. Bye.